I wanted Bria to introduce Quentin. Ooh. Mm. So <laughs> Quentin is my friend of nine years, ten years. Um, we met in sociology class second semester of freshman year and he was like this weird little quiet guy but he was very sweet um very understanding and nosy but not nosy in a bad way but just in like in a curious George way mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. he's that friend that you can always talk to and now he's growing up to find his voice as a man and really just I guess still surviving his 20s what you think yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Okay. So before we get into the topics and the conversation, I wanted to do like a little icebreaker. So we want to do a traditional game of Would You Rather. So I'll go with uh, the guest of honor first, Mr. Quentin. So would you rather... Oh, gosh. <laughs> would you rather have love without intimacy or intimacy without love? Ooh. Intimacy without love. Intimacy without love. Okay, Bree, what's your answer? What was the two options? <laughs> love without intimacy or intimacy without love? Intimacy without love. Because, yeah, because if you have love, love, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Intimacy could just stand for just, you know, sex and physical contact. Yes. See, well, that's one of my love languages is quality time. So, exactly. That's why. I so you can have that without love. Yeah. I'll be fine with that. Like, you know, well, you know, I changed mine. I don't know because that's tricky. Because when you think about it, you have to have both. Both, and I've been in relationships where I've had love, but there's no intimacy. So there's no mm-hmm. blood outside of the love. Right. right. Intimacy. I can grow to love you. That's good. That and I, my whole thing is I'm big on reassurance. Yeah. You can love me, but yeah. there's no intimacy that's you know showing me that. Yeah, I just I can't. Like I need to know. I need to know. Uh, three o'clock in the morning. You still like me? Yeah. 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 What are you talking about? Yeah, because with in- intimacy, you are gonna give me the feeling that I love you. So mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> even if I don't, I'd be tricked to know that I do. No, but a lot of people say, oh, you know I care for you, but they never express that love towards you. Mm-hmm. Or they don't provide that intimacy. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. All right, so next one. Would you rather, Bria, never own pets or never get married? Never own pets. Because they told me anyway. Um, I don't have to own a pet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Dang. That's hard for me though. I already got a dog child. I got two. So if I had to choose between Metro and getting Wilson, girl, you know you'll get you know you'll get married and quit speak. <laughs> Drop off Metro in Columbia. Uh, oh yeah, he <laughs> can't go to my mama. That yes. is right. That is right. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Fuck them dogs. F them dogs. <laughs> F them dogs. All right, next one. Would you rather change the past or change the future? Either one can answer first. Change the past. Let the past. Oh my God. Change the past. Change the past. Change the future, though, if you don't know what's coming. That's true. But yeah, the past got. Oh. Oh, yeah. But what if you knew the future and had the option to change it or you could change the past? 
So let's say you knew both. I I think I'm gonna change the past because there's some things I can flip in my past that I know I can mm-hmm. work out now mm-hmm. that I didn't know about okay. back versus the future. Like that's still that's unknown territory. But if it, if yeah. but if you knew, like let's say I switch some, but by me switching something that causes a whole nother chain reaction. Butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if I can go mm-hmm. on my past, why, huh? Instead of you going out to do that, you stay home and you study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's anything in my past I want to change. So if I knew the future and if I didn't like it, yeah, I think I change the future. It would be a lot of things I would change. My yeah. past is very mediocre. Oh, well, girl, my movie was kind of boring. My <laughs> ratchet, so <laughs> change. Yeah. Situation. Mm. Next one. Would you rather use the ability, lose the ability to read, or lose the ability to speak? That's who would create that? Like, why would you? Why? That's actually a tough question, and I appreciate that because that makes you think what's more important. Mm-hmm. Ability to, you said the ability to speak and read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd rather read because you can sign. So I may lose my voice, but I still can communicate and I can take. Oh, yeah, you, you could. Know, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm mute? Or I'm no, I said speak. So speak. you're mute. So I can still yeah. hear and everything. Yeah, you just. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I need to read, so I don't have to talk. What about you? Communication, nonverbal, anyway. I don't know. I talk too much. I yeah. feel like my hands are probably get it off writers. <laughs> I talk too much. Wanna... I don't know. I want to read the. So I guess I choose read. I guess I can live without speaking because I can still communicate in some type of way. Yeah, you. But can... you can't read. You just can't read. Yeah, you can't, can't read. read. Yeah, yeah. Then I don't know. Floyd Mayweather seemed kind of okay. Money. Right. I got money. All right. So that's it for the game. Um, before we get into it, I was on Bria know I stay on the shade room, just being nosy. Being nosy, that's my news outlet, unfortunately. Don't judge me about that. But <laughs> um, I don't know whether you guys saw that Zonique TI's uh well not TI, Tiny's daughter, mm-hmm. TI's stepdaughter is pregnant. Um she announced it on I think people magazine and so they did like a little clip interview with her and of course they asked her about marriage because she's not married to the child's father so she made a comment um that she wanted to wait she wasn't rushing because she felt like marriage was a bigger commitment than having a baby what are y'all's thoughts on that (laughs) because i feel like well i'm not going to say i feel but I'm noticing that this is becoming very common for people our age. Um, I think our generation just wants to do anything that feels right to them. And granted, there is no right or wrong, but I just feel like the undertone of it doesn't make sense. Like there's, what's the difference you're creating a human being with someone and yes marriage is sacred but you can get a divorce right you can't divorce no baby no no so i don't i don't know and then my thing is with having a child that ties you to that other person in some type of way for the rest of your life for the rest of your life you have to be considerate of like 
diseases and like what does their family have family trauma and all of that mm -hmm. can be in your child so it's much bigger than whatever that logic is what about you buddy <laughs> um yeah so that's wild because the child is a huge responsibility and it's like i can marry you but I can also divorce you tomorrow. Yeah, right. That child. But you know, you find a lot of people that are afraid of commitment and it's mm -hmm. crazy because people will either have a baby with someone or they'll live with someone for five years and be like, well, I'm just not ready. And it's, it's like, what are you, what are you running away from? Is it just the actual, you have to be tied down to this person? Is it the commitment? Cause you're doing it anyway. That's what I was about to say. What gets me with people that, you know, do run away from relationship commitment is you say you don't want that, but you want to have a child. So, you know, you go and have a child and things like that. But a child is a commitment. Mm -hmm. That's a lifetime commitment. Living together with someone rather that's for months, for years, that's a commitment in that moment. So, you know, every decision that we make somewhat is a commitment because you're committing to that decision. So you, you are in like, for the women to be like, well, if I want to have a baby, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you do have that right. But in her case, it's like, well, are you saying that because you don't want to marry this particular gentleman? Or is it because you really want to have a baby? And it's like, well, I'm just going to stick with the baby because it feels more yeah. safe. Yeah. And that's ooh, safe. I think that's the key word. Because I feel like with women our age, they're more so just trying to find ways to I feel like they're trying to find ways to stay in control with things and run away and avoid and hurt in any type of way, especially when it comes to the whole, you know, no, we're together, but we're not together or we're together, but we're not getting married. We just don't have a child together. I feel like it's just that that safety net, like trying to protect themselves from the opposite sex. But are you really, though? I was going to say um, another aspect that you have to look at is she's saying she might not want to get married. And that dude might not want to marry her. And that's all she want to be with. So, yeah. like, instead of me saying, I'm ready for marriage, I know he'll have a child with me. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. I, Just I, getting what you can get. And I'd be happy with this instead of trying to force him to marry me, which I know he may or may not be ready for him. He may not want to do. But that's crazy because I feel like, you lowering your standards or there's no standards at all because you're just trying to get down or you're right. so used to things not going right that you self you self-sabotage so mm -hmm. it decreased that likelihood like yeah i'm gonna be disappointed but it's gonna be on my terms yeah yeah i think about it. some people don't know how to be by themselves That's a, so yeah they like ah oh, i could feel this boy with just having a child yeah and shoot that mm -hmm. stuff Woo child. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um let's dig into you guys. Um so I wanted to know, Quentin, um how did y'all meet? I want to ask the guy first because y'all are always tripping up on this conversation on this question. <laughs> well, how did we meet? Mm-hmm. I met in sociology one on one. So how did you guys change how does your how did your relationship change from friendship to romantic? It just happened. Quentin, give the details. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it happens. 
Anyway, since he don't want to answer, <laughs> it happened like this, 2018, I started noticing he started, he would say little stuff like on Instagram. And it was like, okay, are you coming on to me or are you my friend? And so me being me, I shot my shot. And he Ooh. shot me clear down. It was like, no. I was like, have you ever seen, like, have you ever um, saw us more than just friends? And I was asking because he would, like, you got a boyfriend? Or um, did he feed you? Did he make sure? Or what type of man you want to, like, characteristics like that. And I mentioned, I remember him saying, like, I think I found my wife after I um, told him, like, the characteristics that I wanted a man. So I was like, what is Quentin doing? And he right. was like, no, i never seen he, uh, us like that. And I was like, okay, well, you know, shit, yeah, you don't know people give you miscommunications all the time. So then what happened, Quentin? She invited me to a dinner. Okay. Christmas dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> in, <laughs> in 2017, 18. no, 17, right? Are you going to tell the story or you want me to? Okay, then. So, anywho, 2017, I uh, invited him to go to my family Christmas party because um, I wanted to date. And Chris, uh, Quentin has always been like a, just a good friend. And he was like, no, but I'll go to the, uh, the next one. And so that was 2018. He was like, I'll be your date for the Christmas party. And it was like something about if I come to his graduation, which I already was. And then what happened? Oh, we just started talking. That's not how that happened. So, <laughs> oh my god! So at, this is what I deal with on an everyday basis. So after the party, Quentin, what did you ask? I asked you um about marriage, and she took it some other way. No, he asked. No. He asked, "When do you want to get married?" And I said, "Whenever you're ready." Oh, okay. and he said, "Give me two years because I have to pass the bar." Why are you? Why are you doing this? Because you know when we get out this conversation, you know what's up. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> so let's back it up a little bit. I feel like he'll have a little bit more words with this question. Before Bria shot her shot with you, what was singleness like for you as a man, especially in college? Now she can't answer. She can't answer this question for you. Spotlight on you, Quinn. You said. You said what was singleness? What was singleness like? What was singleness like for you? Like, what is single? Or if you don't want to, you know, catch yourself up a little bit, what is singleness like for men? For black men? I can't speak on all black men. Okay, so speak on you. I can okay, what's the goal? And for me, like, I don't, singleness, like, I don't know, like, I was just in a place, like, I really wasn't, before me and her started going together at one point, because I had just got a relationship, I was trying to fill a void, and, like, once I got tired of that, I was just like, you know, F all this, I'm about to focus on graduating, so that's where all my time went, like, I will still entertain people, but I wasn't looking for nothing serious. So I was just having mm -hmm. fun, just living. That's the old folks stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now I know you can't speak to all men, but what do you think are some common things that 
common mistakes that you either see or you experience with dating as a single man? Mm. Common mistakes. Common mistakes I see single men mm-hmm. are uh, something I see from women. Ooh. Ooh. You can answer women, whichever one. Whichever uh, one is easier yeah. for you. I feel sometimes we may not be so straightforward with our intentions and we're not telling you like I feel sometimes things may go better if we just tell a girl straight up listen this is what I want to do I'm not trying to do this and if you want that like I'm not the one yeah because sometimes we're about huh she's talking about this but I know that ain't what I want so I'm just gonna see where it go mm-hmm. and with women sometimes I feel don't jump on me now okay like <laughs> some women try to take a position in your life that they're not that you don't want them to play like Mm -hmm. like you just chilling it's like you just talking because like you're like y'all have a genuine relationship and you saying certain things and then she starts saying certain things and she's assuming that she's your girl when she's not like don't don't jump into a role that you haven't been i don't know the word to put but don't 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 try to take on the road that we haven't talked about and agree that you can play in my life. Right. Like, understand like everybody has a role to play. Like not trying to sound harsh enough, but everybody has a role to play. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, we have to play our role. Yeah. Sometimes like people get caught up and they be like they get caught up in the potential of something and the whole time you telling them, I don't want this, I don't want this. And they're not listening. Yeah. And somebody gets hurt. So, yeah. Maybe, I guess, to sum it all up, some females, they see the potential in males and they jump back instead of looking at the reality. Yeah. Reality is hard. It is. To accept. And I mean, it, it goes both ways because sometimes we get caught in the potential of a female. Instead of looking at the reality, like, bro, she don't want you. Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Bria, what are some mistakes that you notice about either men or women with dating? I feel like the biggest mistake is that we don't date. Um, It's just... Because even with the conversation that we was having earlier about just the little things that we can do in our relationship, it's just like, well, that has never been required of me. So before mm-hmm. you look for a relationship, it's like, it's usually a will, chi- will go out possibly for what, two dates. And then that's thing, you know, you're just chilling at the house. And I feel like from a college standpoint, everyone is broke. So all we're doing is right. chilling. So it's easy mm-hmm. to engage in sex. It's easy to get into entanglements or situationships because no one is um, taking out the time to actually get to know this person, um, saying their intentions or just knowing what they want. It's just like, well, I'm just going to play it by ear. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that entanglement was created as kind of like a parody moment, but yeah. I really think that is the best word to describe. I, I really thought that's the best word. It really is. Speaking of entanglements and chilling and situationships, I know that, you know, a common thing with us 
dating and before we get into relationships before we actually get into a relationship with somebody most of us you know we have multiple people that we're talking to we have our entanglements our situation shit with our ex probably and we got to tie up some loose ends before we actually get into a relationship so i wanted to ask the both of you what do y'all think what the fuck is up with that the whole tying the loose end thing I think it's all about where you are at as a person because before I started dating um Quentin like I was done with all my exes but I was dating two guys um at the same time and mm-hmm. when Quentin came into play I was just like you know I I want to pursue this with him because for one he's my friend and I love him because our friendship and so I ghost one of them and then the other <laughs> the <laughs> other one um I just kind of told him like you know I don't think this is the moment for us I really don't and who he needed I wasn't that person I wasn't that person at the age of twenty six because he was yeah. he was he was like in his late thirties so it was just mm-mm. yeah. Yeah, I ghost a lot too. I can't even lie. But I I know that people, you know, have bad things to say about ghosting and I know it's not good, but sometimes I feel like sometimes it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary, especially when you know the person is not gonna be able to receive what you right. what you're trying to say in a nice way. And it's like it's just what it is. I feel like sometimes ghosting can be inconsiderate, but you gotta put your, yourself first because you'll go down a rabbit hole about why you can't be with them, and they're gonna try to prove why you need to be. And it's like, no, we don't need to do all that. Yep. Do you think that deserves a reason if you ghost them? I think it depends on the situation. That part. Because one guy that I ghosted, it wasn't a relationship at all. He was a distraction from our problems. He knew that there was something mutual that, you know, I thought we was on the same page about, but he wanted, like, and he's one of those, like, uh, (laughs) guys that you just really just want to strangle. So he was a guy that was wanted, like, he was okay with having somebody that was kind of like a situation, but I wouldn't even say a situation shit because there was no talking. Like, we, you know, we had a good time together. But on his end, he wanted a girlfriend experience with me. I was not willing to give him that girl because I know a lot of girls do do that. Like, when you're chilling and just having a good time with the girl, you still want, men still want to feel wanted. Yeah. In all areas. And I only wanted him in one area and he couldn't take it. Yeah. So I ghosted him. And and that's kind of like, so before I started talking to Quentin, it was like Christmas break. I was in my MSW program. I was introduced to this guy and I was telling him, you know, I got free time before semester start. Um, This is my priorities. This is where I'm at. We're just going to have a good time. We'll get up. We'll whoop de whoop when we can. And it was cool with him until he caught feelings. And it was just like, we were just supposed to hang. Where did this yeah. come from? So yeah, yeah. and then it's like, we're not doing all that. Yeah. So that's the only guy that I've ever ghosted. Now, friends, yes, I do. Yeah, I ghost friends. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to say that's the only guy I've ghosted. I've ghosted other guys, but it was more so of, like, we met, we had, like, a conversation or two, and I saw that it was not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I just bought their number. But, I mean, that's different compared to, I feel like ghosting hurts the most when, like, you've actually been in a relationship with someone. Right. They break up, and then you're trying, and they're just like, no, mute, block, delete. Then, yeah, because it's like... Where did we, how did we get this low? But when it comes right. to this date and you out here on the scene, child, please, you'll get ghosts. Yeah. No yeah. But I feel, I feel, I feel like people do get hurt by ghosting on the dating level too, because sometimes yeah. you can date someone for like a real good second, think things are going good, and then you're trying to FaceTime him one night and mm-hmm. that little do 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 not going all the way through. That's the only thing is you just really got to be careful when it comes to dating because you don't know, mm. hey, am I doing too much? Am I doing enough? Keep keep that same energy so I know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Quentin, for you, how did you know that, 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 that what you wanted to do was truly what you wanted with Bria? Because certain things that I prayed for it all mm-hmm. started showing. And, you know, it's like when you pray for something and you finally seeing that after going through certain things, you're like, all right, now I know. Yeah. So I said, you just like a sum it up. Yeah. I think that, uh, well, I'm not going to say I think, but I, I've heard from a good bit of men that, like, they knew who it was that they wanted to pursue, but they had to get themselves together and prepare themselves to approach that person so was there like a preparation period or anything that you felt like you need to do um for yourself before you actually pursued her oh yeah I had to um learn to be okay with being by myself okay and I had like um it's you you honestly before you can fully love somebody else you have to honestly love yourself Preach. You have to be okay with being by yourself and all that because, like, any day Bria can get up and leave me, mm-hmm. or vice versa, and I need to be okay if that day ever yeah. comes. So it's like once I was able to handle that, do all that, like I prayed about it, good to go. Yeah, Bria, was there any preparation for you? Girl, yes, I was toxic. <laughs> yeah, I used to be in the streets, girl. But no. Oh um, <laughs> so this was the same time around um, me going to therapy and just figuring out, okay, what is it about me that's attracting these attracting these men in my life? Mm-hmm. What is it? Some unresolved issues. So you know, feeling like I always have to be right or being um, like being a gaslighter. That's one thing I can say. Like. When people, when I do date people, they like, oh, you're so understanding, you're loving, you're giving, and it's like I can have a tendency of bringing people in. But since now that they have this trust, I can manipulate them, and they're yeah. like, they don't know how to break away from it because I've been so nice. So not you admit to that. A lot of gaslighters, they they don't they don't see it. Yes, they don't see like we're very. Uh, I'm no longer that no more, but. <laughs> 
but knowing how to charm people, knowing how, you know, they say, oh, it's so easy to talk to you. Yes, because I'm allowing you to feel that you're safe, knowing good and well at any drop of a dime, I can change and you're not going to have yeah. enough to deal with that. So I had to change that about myself. I actually had to teach myself if you're going to be in a relationship, being it a hundredfold and being patient, being loving, being kind, being understanding. So that's why I always tell him, boy, you don't know what you got because everybody else didn't get this, okay? Now, how did you deliver yourself from gaslighting? So I had to check myself every day for that. Okay. That's not something that you just easily get delivered from because it's so many opportunities, so many instances where I can uh, man, uh, not man, uh, manipulate him only, but anybody. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, people come to me and they entrust me with certain things because they see the, that good in me. So I have to make sure that I'm I'm carrying that as if it was my own. Right, and being genuine with it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, so do you guys remember when that shift happened? Um, once you guys started dating, you guys knew what you wanted, so you entered into this relationship. Do you guys remember when that shift happened from infatuation to... Oh, we for real, for real. To me, to be honest, I was never infatuated with Quentin. And the only reason why I said this is because I was very nervous because I never dated a friend before. Gotcha. So, so what were you nervous about? Because he was my friend. And, and I, if I was going to be with him, I couldn't do him like I did everybody else. Okay. So that made you want to be more... More emotional, more just yeah. all the things that I I could have been, but I, I, I wasn't in past relationships. What about you? Just made me more patient and not um, shutting down, like opening up, being transparent, honestly. Gotcha. Okay. That's what it comes down to, being transparent and actually communicating instead of shutting down and keeping everything to myself. Yeah. So I know that Brill told me that um you guys are in your um what's the word I'm looking for? You're in your later twenties. Um, but you guys met in your younger twenties. So are there any differences that you guys notice from your relationship then and then your relationship now that you're in your later twenties? Uh uh, you go first. I've been asking from my earlier 20s. Mm -hmm. Honestly, no, it's like she's still the same person. She's just more mature now. It's like, I don't know. It's like she's becoming the woman that she's supposed to be now. Yeah. What about for you? Is there any differences for you personally? Oh, from when we first met? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there are a lot. <laughs> like what? Like, like I said, communication. Like I didn't used to talk. Like I think for me, you gonna do that on? I just okay. I think, <laughs> I think for me, um, I was being. I was. I would say I was a mean girl. I was a mean, nice girl. So now I'm just, you know, just practicing being nice. Um, like I said, not being a gaslighter. Yeah, you're just being nice. Um, so I know. Well, I don't know if your audience knows this, but you guys are currently long distance from each other. So, 
Can you guys tell me what's that been like dating long distance for the two of you? I've never been in a relationship with <laughs> well, my significant other um has been in the same city. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of used to it, but it does get um aggravating at times when you do want to be with your significant other and you really have to put things in place, like whether that's communication, like open communication. We it is chance that we get we try to see each other and we just every day like we choose one another and that's what i would say like i i choose quentin every single day in every aspect of my life i feel like that's what a lot of people don't understand about being in a serious relationship and actually committing to doing that like you have to choose that person every single day Mm -hmm. every day is not going to be perfect and it's going to be a lot of things that you don't want to do but you're going to have to do it just off of the faith of I'm choosing him. And yep. so, yeah, this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. Don't take my answers. I was like, to say, <laughs> you summed it up perfectly because <laughs> last, the only been two times I've been in the same city as a significant other. That's college. Aww. Ever since then, like, everything's always been long distance. So, you're just and like, like she said, it's all about choosing. It's all about choosing your significant other. And it's like, how communication is open. I tell her everything. And then yeah. the other thing is, you have to meet your partner where they at and meet them halfway. Because a lot of times people are mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to get on the road. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And with us, it's 50 50. Like, he'll come see me. I'll come see him. If we got to meet halfway, we got to do what makes our relationship work. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in a long distance. Well, it was a relationship, but it was just like, because we were in college, so I actually spent a year at Winthrop. So when I went off to Winthrop, we only saw each other once a month the entire time I was there. And that was rough. Yeah. That, that, I was in love, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, this made the heart go front of a good God. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does make a girl fonder. Mm-hmm. But it was tough. So what are some things that you guys do to maintain um, the intimacy and, you know, just the lovey-dovey of it all with the long distance? Yeah. How do y'all, how do you guys maintain the interest with that long distance in the middle? Um, it's all about just finding things to do. Okay. Like, like what? Like what type of things to do? Like going places, doing stuff. And sometimes, I don't know, it's like, majority of times, like, we so busy that when we do get up, we just hanging out and enjoying each other's presence. Yeah. Like, majority of times she come up, because when she come up here, my life don't stop, and it's like, I'm always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, it's just appreciating being present. That's all I focus on is being present with her. Yeah. Yeah, so for for me, it will be kind of like, because I am busy with surviving 20s, but allocating time to, okay, no more phone time. It's just us time. So whether that's just sitting down, um, playing the game with each other, or walking, or listening to new music, watching doing movie. watching movies, um, sometimes just sending each other little stupid little love mm-hmm. quotes, or little love letters, just trying to spice it up any way that we know how. And never stop date, dating one another. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Make sure we don't get bored. Just yeah. do stuff you never done before. 
Yeah. Like they I like it. Get to know them mentally. Yeah. So, what's both of you personally? What's your definition of commitment? I don't know. Uh, commit commitment to me is like I said earlier, choosing that person um, above all else. Um, making sure to stay consistent in everything that you do. Always honing in, checking in, reflecting with your partner and just like I said keep that level of consistency you know mm-hmm. and always being open to adapt and change because a lot of people are like well I'm a good girlfriend I'm here but it's like okay that doesn't mean anything like what are you doing mentally right. in all those other aspects of that person's life and vice versa that's a good one I've, I've been guilty of that before yeah. so commitment for me will be being present being transparent open commit open communication and choosing that person and just being just having grace yeah oh yeah oh yeah that's a big one every day they're not gonna be perfect and some days they're gonna be bad mm-hmm. days, but you have to have grace if there's somebody you really choose to be with you know yeah or yeah. you might find out something that you don't like and so it might change your trajectory and you're like wait because what? i feel i feel like it doesn't matter because okay my last relationship i was in that relationship for five years it didn't matter how many years were added on you're always finding well not finding but learning new things about each other yeah and after every new fact you have to decide again like we said every day you have to choose that person so after every little new thing that you learn you have to decide okay is this still what i want and you know, I think in our relationships now, it's like if it's too hard, I'm gone. I'm not talking. Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a fine line because, yes, when it comes to like infidelity, disrespect, stuff like that, no, you shouldn't stay for. But just because it gets hard, that doesn't mean you have to necessarily leave. Like you, you're going to have hard times in your relationship, you know? Right. And yeah. That. I think that we all should know our. My non-negotiables. There uh, we go. Non-negotiables. Everybody, yes. whichever one. <laughs> yes. Everybody should know their what. What are your limits? And everybody should communicate that. I feel like that's a good dating question. Like, okay, what are your? What are the things that you are just like non-negotiable for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you just like? Where do you draw the line with things? Um, because I feel like we all should know each other's limits. Um, and I mean, of course, there's that opportunity for someone. I feel like there's always opportunities with people to try to use your limits against you. Yep. Against you, but that I mean, with love, you take multiple risks. So mm-hmm. that's just another risk that you have to take. Yes, and all is fair love and war. Yeah. Okay. What's your mind negotiable to say? Yeah, cheating is definitely on my team. Don't steal from me either. Oh, stealing. Yeah. I wish you, I wish you, oof. No. That's ghetto. <laughs> yeah. That is ghetto to steal from your, your person. That's, mm. I can't think, other than cheating, I can't really think of, that's something that I would really have but to look, see. I think if you're not emotionally in tune with yourself or you're not um, intelligent when it comes to your emotions and cues and stuff, because if I'm having a day or if I need you emotionally and you're not there, then I can't, I can't be with you because I'm a social worker. And sometimes I feel like I'm an empath because I can catch up on people's vibes and that way. 
and I can't, I cannot be with someone that's not connected. Yes, that is okay. So I will say, I was going to say a lack of engagement, but I'm gonna say somebody that's not connected. Like if you're somebody that's not present, yeah. that's a non-negotiable for me because I am a very emotional person. Like I said, I like um, reassurance. Like I, 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 we have to be able to communicate because I can't read minds. I don't read men minds anymore. I don't do that. I've been delivered. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't do that. So you, you have to, and I know that for a good bit of men our age, you know, they're still trying to grow their emotional intelligence and learn the words to use to express themselves, but that is a non-negotiable for me like cheating and then just not being present and not being fully engaged because I am a very hands-on person Mm -hmm. like I'm very hands-on you're going to know how I feel I'll show it I say it and then I I just try to be very present with the people in my life now that I learned how not so present I I used to be because well, a lot of people say that it's because I'm a Leo and because I'm a little spoiled, but I was just very present and all about myself for yeah. a long time. And so I've just finally learned how to be present for other people, not just doing things for them, but really being present in the moment with them. So yeah. I'm pretty big on that now. Yes. And that's one thing um, I think with my relationship with Quentin now, I always ask, what do you need? from me because I've mm-hmm. always been hands-on in a sense of oh I can fix it or we can work together and devise a plan and it's like no mm-hmm. what do you need from me so I know that I'm not you know steering it because it's not about me it's about us but if it's about right. you I need for you to be having your moment mm-hmm. and I would I that's how I used to be um and I still have to really catch myself like I like you said I still have to maintenance that every single day of trying not to fix every little thing for everybody and it's more so well how are you then well I'll do this this and this this is how because I'm just always trying to think of ways I don't know if it's a social worker part of it (laughs) I'm just constantly trying to fix things and I mean I grew up that way though like I was always a fixer I was always a mama so I've just that's just the cycle that I've been in for a very long time before therapy and before addressing that to for myself that was just you know that was me mm-hmm. so we mentioned cheating what what do y'all define as cheating what do you define as cheating Doing anything <laughs> that you wouldn't want your significant other to do so personalize it personalize it yeah ooh Mm. <laughs> all right so you wouldn't want me texting a female all hours of the day okay all the time going over our house like basically like y'all got that relationship where you looking like what the hell going on mm-hmm. like if i have to question something and it's like new people coming around like i never seen you around this person before and it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i agree if i gotta raise my eyebrow yeah it might be a little cheating <laughs> and it's like i don't know it's like you have to know your partner though yeah you do like that's that's what's key about knowing your partner but i feel cheating is doing something that you know you wouldn't feel comfortable with your significant other doing yeah like, like that. i'm just looking 
No, yeah, no, I agree with that knowing your partner because some people, some people are just like that. Like, and I, I, I get the sense that this might have been like Bria back in her day. It's just like, just she's not. It's not that she's flirtatious or anything, but it's just her. She's just charismatic. That's just that part. Cause I was, I was only a cheater twice. No, I cheated on one. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I I will say that charismatic being that it kind of leads people to be like, oh, I like her, and it's like you don't know me, you know what I tell yeah, you. Yeah, you don't like me. Yeah, you know what I show you, but you don't you really like the way I say, hey, but you don't. You don't. Yeah, you don't really know me. So yeah, I was. <laughs> but yes, when it comes to cheating, all of that, because cheating is it can be physical, but if somebody cheat on me emotionally, oh, we done. Mm-hmm. Cause you, I, th- I think emotional is. Of course, you gotta know your person, but the emotional part is worse than the physical. It is like you confided in this person. You didn't trust me enough. No, you like really this person in my spot. Yeah, like I feel because like, I feel like with men, if it's emotional cheating, oh, it's something serious. Yeah, because for physical cheating for a lot of men, that's nothing. Mm-mm. A lot of men don't have like any type of connection to sex. So when it's an emotional cheating, girl, you might as well just pack up your shit. Honey, and go. And Call your mama. <laughs> and just go. You ain't gonna cry, although you gonna cry. And get yeah, you gonna cry. Yeah. Yeah. You cheated before. <laughs> <laughs> have I cheated before? Yeah. But doing something I wouldn't feel comfortable with my significant other doing. Is that a yes or a no? I have done something I wouldn't feel comfortable with my significant other doing. Yeah, oh, you cheated. cheated. Well, it's okay. You cheated. It's okay. <laughs> emotional or physical? So I've cheated physically and emotionally before. Really? Emotionally? Mm-hmm. How was that? I never did that emotionally. I don't care about that. Like, or I, was it was it just something that you that just happened, or was it something that you were looking for? I was single. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, I like that type of thing. So, was it like a situation where like y'all just fell into it, or? Yeah, it kind of yeah. just happened, like when force it just happened. Like you just start talking to somebody, conversation get good, and next thing you know. We here. Yeah. So when I don't know like your age range at that time, but would you say that like the part the place in your life at that time was that something that you was just okay with? Like it was just like whatever, or was it something that you had a little struggle with? A little bit? Uh, at that point in my life, I wasn't giving a fuck about nothing. <laughs> 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 I'm just being honest, like. Yeah, I was just out here living. I was just, I was just living like I, I really didn't care about too much. Like I, at that time, I like the person I was cheating. Yeah, I ain't gonna fuck. Yeah, was that like your whole phase, like the people say? Nah. No. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all had like a whole phase? Would y'all say that y'all have have had one? What is a whole phase? A whole phase that time in your life where it was just like fuck it like you just did what you wanted to do you just but I, I, having I, fun 
So a whole face could be just enjoying multiple people, exploring your sexuality, whatever it is for you. Yeah, you just having fun. You wasn't looking for anything tangible. He may not be identifying it as a whole face, but I believe that both of us have had a whole face in the okay. sense of enjoying whatever comes. I was about to say, I ain't gonna call it a whole face. Yeah. At one point, I did have me a little fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm always jealous of other people. I've I've never had a full. But see, a, full uh, face. a whole face doesn't necessarily mean it has to be sexual. Oh no, I don't think so either. But I've never really. I've had like a month or two where I was having fun communicating with other people, but it just died. It, every time I try, it dies down for me because I just have no interest in it. But I want to. Is that bad? Yeah. I want to, but it's just not. But are you vibing with the right people? Because you know, sometimes we could just be vibing with people and it's like uh they really don't peak nothing about us you have to find some yeah uh you got to peak my interest because time is precious and that's something you can't get back i think that's what it is so quentin tell your friends i'm looking for a vibe looking okay for a vibe. i'm looking for a vibe <laughs> okay so, so hmm? i got different sets of friends so i'm just gonna tell them all gotta yeah just tell them all you know i need variety you need variety. Oh, I do. Just, just right, tell them all. Right now. <laughs> so what is, I know that we had talked about, well, you mentioned like being vulnerable, being open. I know kind of sort of what vulnerability looks like for women. What do you think, because I know you can't speak for all men, but what do you think vulnerability looks like for y'all? Or um, for you? For me, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like talking about vulnerability is it is really hard, um, especially when you never really even looked at being vulnerable or tried to do it. Because I feel like we go as for black people, we go so long without even thinking about being vulnerable. Like it's not even something that's you know, it's just not a part of our lives. And yeah. it's something that we have to learn. And that process of learning is very hard because then you have to learn what vulnerability is. And then it makes you look at the things that made you vulnerable. And that's the worst part. Yeah. So for me, vulnerability looks like just allowing me to be transparent about how I feel because mm-hmm. I hold a lot of stuff back. Like, I don't speak on it. I just, I bet this happened. Yeah. Push it to the back. But with her, she allowed me just to talk and I don't know, it's like she opened my mind and made me realize just because I'm feeling a certain way, that doesn't make me weak. Right. Or because I'm feeling this way because, you know, growing up, you're taught black boy don't cry. Black mm-hmm. boy this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just <laughs> so it's not um yeah it's just allow me to be transparent, allow me to let my guard down in a sense. Why don't yeah. I be so guarded? Yeah. On building, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bria. Yes, ma'am. What does vulnerability look like to you? 
being able to be my authentic self, whether that is, um, so I say this a lot and I hope people don't take it the wrong way, but I always say, treat me like the, the scared white woman. <laughs> like, okay. I want to, I don't always want to be strong. Like I am an alpha female, but sometimes I just want to follow. I want to feel that I am loved unconditionally and it's not mm-hmm. based on what I can give. It's none of that. So it just means letting my guard down and just being me, the good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. So what is required of you to feel safe enough to be vulnerable with someone? So for me, um, I would just say just allowing me to speak my truth because although like I'll give an example with me having endometriosis, although that was three years ago, I still have I still um, have the effects of it to this day. And a lot of men say, oh, I can handle it, but they can't. So it's certain things about my health that you have to understand I can't do or it affects Mm -hmm. me. So being, um, allowing me to be myself, um, knowing that I can just trust you because I am a Pisces and sometimes I can just cry at the drop of a dime and knowing that that's not going to scare you away, but you can allow me to have my moment, allowing me to have my space because I am an introvert. Uh, and I think that going back to being a social worker, like, I need my time away. Mm-hmm. And knowing that's not about you. Yeah. So just giving me time to be me, really. What about you, Quentin? <laughs> just allowing me to be transparent, man. Just allowing me to speak my mind freely and just listening. Yeah. Like, because every time I come to you, I don't need you to fix this sometimes I just talk and get this off my chest or get this out my head Mm -hmm. yeah it's vulnerability for me Mm -hmm. what about you for me um so I am still in the process of learning my own vulnerability but uh, my requirements to be able to feel safe enough is kind of sort of a mesh between what the both of you said I love being treated like a dainty white woman. Um, I'm gonna take that <laughs> saying because I'm not. I'm not an alpha female. I don't feel like I'm an alpha female. I feel like other people see me that way, and so they treat me that way. But if you really knew me, you know that I'm not really that much of an alpha. I'm more of just like a caretaker, mama type of role. Um, but I don't want to be there all the time. I don't want to be the one that knows all the answers for things. I don't want to be the one that, you know, I don't want to always be the therapy friend. Right. Sometimes I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. So respecting my boundaries, um, when someone constantly respects my boundaries with, you know, whether I want to talk about something or just allowing me to feel, because when I am expressing my feelings, I have a lot to say because I'm a talker. So just letting me talk and just sitting there listening and just allowing me to just be me in that moment because I am a crier, I'm emotional, but I'm only that way with certain people. Mm-hmm. So if you get to see that, you know, I need to know that your response to it is going to be open and is going to 
make me feel safe enough to continue to do that. So I, I'll say that mine is kind of a mixture of what the both of you said. Yeah. And it's hard trying to find someone to be vulnerable with because not every person that you're in a relationship is a good partner. And they may yeah. like that due to their upbringing or they just may not be their personality. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll, I'll say for me with being single, the hard part about being vulnerable as a single person is that you're constantly meeting people that have not reached that type of emotional intellect Mm-hmm. to know anything about being vulnerable or that allows themselves to be vulnerable mm-hmm. so I'll say for me as like a single person it's hard being vulnerable with others because they don't know how to do it themselves yeah and I think I know a lot of people not a lot of people but in our circle it's like oh I, I feel like they love our relationship but it's like we had to get to a point where you know, we talked about this is what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. Because, of course, mm-hmm. in the beginning, like I used to always tell Queen, like, this is a safe space. Like, yeah. use your words. I'm not going to judge you. Whatever you say, no, it stays here. So sometimes I think that we were, we're requiring people to give us something, but we're not in reassuring them, like, hey, this mm-hmm. is a safe space. You know, teach me how so I can better love you. How do you want to be loved? Right. Yep. I find myself saying that a lot. Like, you know, this is a safe moment. Like, you know, you can say what you need to say or not say what you need mm-hmm. to say because I have a lot of people in my life that they don't have the words to say what they need to say or they just don't feel like talking. And I feel like sometimes they don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to say it or it's just expressing it in words that makes you feel it the most. And yes. it's just that fear of feeling. Mm-hmm. And that is 100% okay with me. Like I tell people all the time that, you know, that's in my life. You tell me what you need to tell me and what you can tell me. Yep. And you don't tell me what you can't tell me. You know, you talk when you're ready to talk and you, you say as much as you need to say. Um, and other than that, I can wait. Or you can, you know, just we can skip over that and just be present and just, you know, tell me what you need in this moment. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, some people can't, you know, when something's going on, they might need a joke or two first. Or they might need some lighthearted conversation first. And then they'll come out to tell you they can't just say, you can't just ask them, you know what's been going on and they be able to just tell you mm-hmm. some people you gotta you know you just have to say let them take the lead so yeah but I feel like it comes it comes after a while of putting in the effort to be vulnerable and to learn about vulnerability in general That's and I just feel like a lot of people haven't reached that moment yet where they're making an effort to do that yeah that's true. All right. So I have one more question. Just, you know, a fun, lighthearted question. What's something stupid you've done for love? Oh, girl. <laughs> it can be small. It can be big. It doesn't matter. Something stupid I've done for love? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something stupid I've done for love. Okay, well, I'll go. So once upon a time. <laughs> Not long ago. 
I was dating this person that I know I ain't had no business dating, and he had went to jail, and he missed work, and he was like, because uh, the job I had was kind of, you know, and um, he was like, can you email um, my supervisor and act like you're like the paralegal for my lawyer, and I did. You get what you had to do. Yeah, girl. Don't be looking at me like that, because you knew you knew about that. No, I'm, I'm just saying thank you for something stupid I've done for love. Have you been a fool for love? Uh, I work 12 hours, then um, then 8 to 12, get off and drop mm-hmm. an hour and a half to see her. And then on my way to see her, I will stop and see homeboys. So I will hang out, then go see her. Then... Yeah, so I'm traveling. No sleep. Two o'clock in the morning just to go see this girl. Mm-hmm. Ooh, something stupid. I can't say all the things I've done. Some of the stuff I can't, I just can't say it. Girl, I know. Now, I, I have, um, I have, so I, we were under a hurricane. No, it wasn't a hurricane. It was something. What's something that happened in South Carolina where we had like the land reversals and all that stuff? It was some natural disaster. What was it? Yeah, it was probably, it was, it was more than likely a hurricane. So I don't know whether it was stupid for pleasure or stupid for love or both. My stupid behind drove all the way after I, I had my internship that morning. I had work right after, and then they were telling people, you know, if you don't have to drive, don't drive unless you're evacuating. I was evacuating, but I was technically evacuating somebody else to come be with me, you know what I'm saying? So I drove as I got off work in the middle of a lane reversal the day before a hurricane, and it was raining. It was, it was pouring down okay okay okay. like the sun was like the clouds just said you know it was like drizzling or whatever but it was a fact that they were saying like you know yeah your water all of this stuff so i went and got my man at the time and then we came all the way back and we had a good, good hurricane time do you think more so it'd be the thrill of doing stuff that you don't supposed to do and it feel like you're doing it for love is it a th- maybe it's a thrill i don't know Cause looking back, like I, I, girl, I could write a book, but it's just like, what, what possessed me to think this was a good idea at that time, you know? Now I will say for me, when it came to this particular person, I just didn't think about stuff. Whatever he wanted me to do, that's what I was doing. Yes. I mean, I'm not even going to say it was for the thrill. It was just like, you know, whatever you need. You know, just call me. I got you. Call me. Call me. I've done the whole job thing before. So he worked at Amazon and he hated his job. And Laura, we pretended that he had a sister and got our now sibling. And I went to his job when it's out of plan. It was like I came to pick such and such up because his sister's in the hospital, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, of course, like I've called on some email, whatever, but it was different doing it in person. It was like I had to act frantic and stuff. Girl, I was okay. I was all the days I was a real actress that day. I don't want to end me. 
Well, thank you, Dequan, for being our host for um, Lovers and Friends. We are always looking for couples or single uh, females, um, men to come on the show to just talk about pop culture and then their expectations of love, relationship, and life as a 20-something-year-old. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And any of Bria's male listeners, if you're looking to catch a vibe, ask her about her friend, Dequa. She is very single, looking to mingle. Has her own stuff because she doesn't need yours, but she needs for you to have your stuff together. So, yes, but thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Appreciate you.